3: Get
2: ready, show! I am the best in the world what I do. Give me the microphone and go away. The best in pro wrestling
1: talk.
3: right here is the future of wrestling.
2: And it begins
3: now. Can you dig
0: it? Welcome aboard to another exciting edition of the Ken Reedy Show. The best in pro wrestling talk Taking you through all the goings on In the world of professional wrestling Somehow This evening I was able to, to Just pry myself away Just tear away from the WWE network it, It's been tough I, I'm developing definitely a problem I, I'm addicted to the network But I've pried myself away Because love doing this show And it's time to talk a little pro wrestling Because we're in the midst of Wrestlemania season Lots of things going on tonight. We're going to try and make heads or tails out of everything going on in the world of pro wrestling. Head over right now. If you're not on there, go there. Like us. Facebook.com slash The Ken Show. Again, that is Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. You go now. Go now. Hit like us. Get on there. We get it. Sometimes, you know, you might be shy. Might be a little shy. Don't want to get on board here, you know, you don't want to call in and get your opinions heard. Well, you know what, go over Facebook. Get on the keyboard, type a little bit, let us know what you're thinking about pro wrestling. And you know what, maybe maybe we'll share some of your pearls of wisdom on air. we got a show chat going on right now, and on each and every Monday, we got a Raw chat going on for the duration of Raw. So you want to head over to Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Like us, follow us right there. You can follow us on Twitter handle, at The Ken Reedy Show. That's where we are on Twitter. Follow us there. And as always, check out the Uh That is our website. You can head over there. Uh, we got blogs. We got bios. You want to know, like, what, what we're all... Who am I? You might not know who I am. Might be your first time listening. Head on over to com. Check out our website. If you don't know who we are, you can check out my bio, but you can also check out... My tag team partner's bio, each and every week, we're going to dissect, we're dissecting everything going on in pro wrestling, but I'll tell you, I couldn't do it without my tag team partner, Dave, all the way out there in Connecticut, is on the line, ready to go, how are you doing tonight,
4: Dave?
2: All the way out here in Connecticut, I am doing very well. Excited. It's WrestleMania season. We've got a lot to discuss, a lot to dissect, and a lot to criticize. Actually, not really. Not so much criticism, but it will be fair criticism, but not a lot. But anyways, I'm doing wonderful.
0: And let's get right into it. Cause, and, and I think, Dave, you bring up a good point. Because one of the, 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 the benchmarks of this show that we, we pride ourselves on is, is we're fair. We're fair here. We're not negative. We're not overly negative. You know, we're, we're, we, we point out the good. We'll criticize when something we feel the need to criticize. Uh, but we are fair here. We give credit where credit is due, and we criticize if need be. And you know what? Tonight's show is honestly, it's going to be a lot of positivity. It's going to be a bit of a love fest because I'll tell you, David, I'm curious, like, as we get into the specifics but in, in, as an overview of, of what you're feeling right now, and for, for me, as, as a wrestling fan, um, last week's Raw and the week before, so the past two weeks on Monday Night Raw, I almost feel like for the first time in two years that I'm getting that feel of WrestleMania season, of it being a special time for wrestling fans. I you know, if you listened to the show last year, uh you know, you remember we were talking about it. If you didn't shame on you, you got to be on board, but we were critical last year a lot of of shows leading up to WrestleMania because the build was eh it was a bit mediocre last year the build towards WrestleMania. Uh you didn't get that that special feel heading into uh, Mania and and I feel like you're getting it this year. Uh, Two weeks ago, Raw was great. One of the best booked shows since at least Raw's gone to three hours. Last week, maybe not as good all around, but some special, special moments that made you really feel like, hey, we are in WrestleMania season. We are on that road to WrestleMania. And it just, it it kind of felt good. I, I don't know, Dave, for the first time, again, I'm saying in like two years, I really started getting very excited about WrestleMania. I'm usually excited, obviously, even just not to be at work. So, I mean, that's exciting to me. But more than that, it's the first time for me in like two years that I'm really excited to to be heading down to New Orleans, to be at WrestleMania, to be around it all. I'm just really pumped as a fan. And I'm wondering your thoughts as an overview, Dave, what you're feeling right now.
2: Well, over. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling excitement. There's a lot of factors. This is a big WrestleMania. It's a milestone at WrestleMania. I've not been to a, you know, it's the 30th edition. I've been to 23, 24, 27, 28, 29. And my favorite one I've probably been to is 28 in Miami a couple of years ago. And, this being the 30th one with Hulk Hogan as the host, and with just a lot of new blood in the WWE, you know, out there, the Shield, the Wyatt, the Daniel Bryan—I uh, mean, I could, the list could go on and on. It's, a, it's an exciting time because you're really looking at the future of WWE, especially the big WrestleMania like this being the 30th one. Um, I think what kind of made the feeling not be there for us last year was the fact that. It was a local WrestleMania for us. You know, I'm in Connecticut. I live two and a half hours away from Jersey, and you're a New York guy. You don't live too far from from East Rutherford. So, you know, that combined with the fact that the card was kind of predictable and the buildup and the lack of buildup was was pretty weak. I mean, don't get me wrong. CM Punk Undertaker was a good match. I enjoyed that match. But you knew who was walking out the winner especially with the previous four years of the other two guys, Shawn Michaels and Triple H, involved in the Undertaker streak matches. You, you, you had to have a feeling that Undertaker was going to win. But um, the, the Brock Lesnar-Triple H match, that was pretty predictable. Um, the Rock and John Cena, too. I love that match. I think the match was the match of the night. But just to build up towards it, it was almost like they just kind of threw that one together last year for WrestleMania. Um, and I think this year it's a lot different, especially with the way the booking has been very unpredictable. And, um, you know, the, of course, being a Hulk Hogan mark that I am, Hulk Hogan's a part of WrestleMania this year as the official host, brother. So that's a big deal for me. And just, like I said, the young talent that's involved. Now, the names that I mentioned earlier, being a part of WrestleMania being a focal point of some of the top storylines in WWE, I think we're seeing a changing of the guard. We saw it a decade ago at WrestleMania 20 with some of the names that had excelled there. John Cena really made a name for himself after that event. Eddie Guerrero. Uh, you know, I, I can name you know more names, but Evolution, Randy Orton and Batista. And they defeated Ric Flair and Mick Foley, and they just really took off from that point. So I think we're going to see something like that again at this year's WrestleMania with a changing of the guard with the names that I mentioned earlier. And uh, I think that's what really brings the excitement, at least for me, heading into this WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, and let's break it down a little bit. I mean, you know, first off, last week on Monday Night Raw, um, the the big thing I guess going into Raw was uh, two legends were going to be at Raw last week, and one being Hulk Hogan uh, and one being uh, Undertaker. Um, you know, we we speculated as as what both of them uh, might be there to say. We were wrong. <laughs> we were 100% wrong uh as to what they were going to announce last week. Uh, interestingly enough, it was kind of a it was a mixed bag with the two legends. Uh on the positive side, to me, I, I thought Hogan number 1 looked more comfortable. Uh you know, to me his first uh, promo back, he looked a little nervous, seemed rushed. He, he was more Hulk Hogan last week. Uh you know, he he looked good and then after his his big announcement uh his stuff with Cena, his pose down, which uh, I, was, I was very jealous of John Cena last week. But, uh, you know, I love the idea of an Andre the Giant Memorial Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, give a lot of other guys who probably wouldn't get a chance to be on the WrestleMania card uh, to be on the card. Battle Royals are always entertaining. Battle Royals are always, uh, uh, you know, they're a staple of, of Andre the Giant's career. Um, it, it's something that I, I like the whole idea. And for me, I, I think it almost will kind of, in some way, shape, or form, uh, replace money in the bank as far as that WrestleMania moment of putting some guys in the card that maybe wouldn't have gotten there. And maybe we're looking at, you know, the guy who wins this Battle Royal is, is in line for a push in the upcoming year. I'm hoping, you know, I love the idea. I'm really hoping they, they do it right, because I do think that, especially it being the first, um, I, I think the right guy has to win. Uh, I'm hoping the match is entertaining. But overall, if we're going just talking about reaction to last week's Raw, I love the idea. I thought it was really cool, and I like what I saw out of Hogan. On the negative side of things, to be honest with you, I, I thought we were kind of sold a bill of goods with what we might be getting out of Undertaker Uh To me, I honestly felt like Taker's promo Was a waste of time Um, It's cool to see him uh, But I didn't really get what the point was I thought Heyman's was A a cool little promo I I liked how he referenced different streaks Quote unquote, at Wrestlemania And how all these big names were only able To get to like four or five In a row at most At at Wrestlemania Um, I thought that was was really cool uh, On Heyman's part, but when you're billing Taker's gonna be on Raw, I I don't know. It just didn't it didn't resonate with me. It still kind of added to the special feeling of the night. It added to the feel of being on the road to WrestleMania, just having Taker there. But we didn't get a lot out of Taker Taker's promo. So a little bit of you know I don't want to say good and bad. Uh, maybe maybe good and better. Perhaps, but I liked what Hogan had to say Loved the idea of the Battle Royal Taker, eh, you know Didn't give us much Uh, Your thought on what the Legends handed to us last week, Dave
2: Uh, The Hogan announcement it, It was pretty cool I mean, you gotta... I look at it like this. When people talk WrestleMania, you talk names like Hulk Hogan. You talk names like The Undertaker. You talk names like Shawn Michaels. But Andre the Giant gets forgotten a lot. Andre the Giant was, you know, granted he was a part of the first few WrestleManias, but the, the, the third WrestleMania, when he was involved in that main event with Hogan, was probably the most talked about WrestleMania match in history. And it was his, his part in that match really helped the company go even farther than they, than, than they did you know, in the years later, um, and especially with Hogan's career, too, as well. So Andre doesn't get enough credit, in my opinion, was what the point I'm trying to make, uh, for for branding WrestleMania, for being, you know, a part of that. They, They throw the Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker and Hogan, but Andre's got a big part of that, too, especially with his match with Hogan. So I think it's cool that they have done something for him like that. I agree with you on all fronts. I hope it's something that is used to elevate a talent and give somebody a push get a bunch of guys on the card, kind of replace money in the bank. They've called it the inaugural Hunter the Giant Battle World, so maybe, you know, this is going to be a regular thing. Um, what, I'm, what I think that they I mean, there's rumors that they've, thought about possibly putting this match on the pre-show, I wouldn't necessarily do that, especially when you had tied Hulk Hogan into this announcement, him coming up with the concept. And then, of course, you know, the the, the name itself, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, putting it on a pre-show for the first one, I think would be kind of silly and would kind of water it down and, and and make it look, you know, less important. Um, The names involved, I think it shouldn't just be a bunch of, like, you know, I wouldn't say mid-to-lower cartel. I think they should throw some of the big names in there. I think we'll see some surprises. You know, there's been rumors of of a lot of names being involved in WrestleMania this year. I think Rob Van Dam will probably have a surprise appearance, or they'll advertise him appearing in the Battle Royal. Um, Ray Mysterio's been gone. They They need something for him to do, so they'll probably throw him in the Battle Royal. Might see some surprise legends, maybe throw in a few NXT guys. There's been rumors of um, some of the NXT talent being involved in the main card this year in Wrestlemania one match they had talked about in particular was pairing up some of the NXT guys with Swagger and Cesaro but well, it looks like Cesaro and Swagger are going to be involved in the Battle Royal. so um, making it important and an important part of this year's Wrestlemania and then hopefully making it more important going forward for future Wrestlemania I think it's a good idea all around The Hogan, Hogan tied into that announcement I think it was cool added, some, added something else and you know the he could do as, as a part of the show other than just being named as the host. Remember what happened the last time when The Rock was the host. He didn't really do much except he talked had a bunch of backstage skits and he was involved in the main event. This year, I think Hogan's going to be a little more involved across the board, not overcrowded on the show, but he'll be involved. The Undertaker announcement, waste of time, in my opinion. Waste of time. That's all I can say about that. But other than that, the show itself, Raw, and then the things that took place last week, not bad It's pretty good And it made me feel like Yeah we're going to WrestleMania Not like last year We were like We're going to a really Loaded Monday Night Raw In a stadium
0: Yeah exactly Now the, the big thing I, I, You know I think Everyone would, would agree Is uh, That really kind of Gave you a special feel And something unlike Anything that we've Ever seen before The Occupy Raw And you know I, First off If I can just say Something You know I thought the segment Was unbelievable and we'll get into specifics. but holy God, And you know what? They, they shall remain nameless. But you tool around. There, there's some shows out there, some people. And Daniel Bryan is thrust. Finally, we've been clamoring. We've been begging. We've been protesting. People have been feverishly typing away on their keyboards. And we finally get Daniel Bryan. Not only one match. But quite possibly, two matches on the WrestleMania card. One would be for the championship if he gets two matches. And then someone actually posted on Facebook after this happened, has Daniel Bryan finally jumped the shark? Was it too much on Monday Night Raw? Are you kidding? For the love of God, enough with wrestling fans that can never be happy. I mean, geez, that was one of the coolest segments I think I've ever seen. And I think that it worked on all levels. Kudos to Triple H and Stephanie McMahon that played the heel part to a T beautifully. I think they nailed it, right? And Stephanie, unbelievable. Her, her ranting and raving, they, they ha- loading the ring full of uh, quote-unquote fans, uh, holding Raw hostage, almost taking the hijacked Raw thing in reference to CM Punk and WWE creative, turned it on its ear and ha- has used it uh, for their own devices. Uh, I-, I think it's made this storyline work so well. To me, if you go back now and look at SummerSlam and look at this story arc, how it's unfolded, it- it's been brilliantly done. And, you know, we'll be critical at times, but you got to be positive when it's working. And they have built Daniel Bryan. Wrestling fans now are at a fever pitch in supporting of Daniel Bryan. I thought... The Occupy Raw segment last week was something that really gave you a special feel. It gave you that, that sense of, of the WrestleMania season. Um, I, I got goosebumps. And even on, on SmackDown when they showed the video package, um, I thought it was, it was tremendous. Um, you know, critically, but I'm not going to get caught up with it, when and if Daniel Bryan wins the title, I do wonder how he will be booked going forward after that. But I'm not going to get wrapped up into what's going to happen in the future. In the here and now, I thought that segment worked on so many different levels. I thought everybody played their parts well. Kudos to Daniel Bryan for where he's gotten as a performer. Kudos to Triple H. And Stephanie, if I had one criticism in the whole segment, it's kind of frightening to think that if, God forbid, God forbid thousands of people decide to rush the ring at a Monday Night Raw, that this multi-billion dollar company's security staff consists of these two bald 60-year-olds that I don't blame them for not trying to clear the ring. But that was, that was kind of funny to me. But other than that, I, I thought the segment worked on so many levels. Kudos to everyone involved. Um, I, like I said, Dave, it, it gave you that real feel of, of something special is happening tonight.
2: Oh, it was a big deal. I loved it. I've marked out, I'm not going to lie to you, i marked out like a kid. Because I love watching Daniel Bryan. I enjoy watching Daniel Bryan. And I just had that feeling that, like, he was, he was going to get his. They weren't going to bury him. But this also meant for me that, like, as a wrestling fan and this wasn't something that the WWE had manufactured on their own. Like, they, they listened to the people. People complained, but they finally listened. It may have taken a few things for them to get there, some bumps in the road, but they finally listened, and I enjoyed it. And I, I love the idea that he's going to, you know, possibly wrestle in two matches. It's not like it hasn't been done before. Um, you know, you go back to WrestleMania 10, Bret Hart wrestled two matches to win the championship. He had a grudge match with his brother, Owen, and then he... Made it into the main event against Yokozuna And won the title So it makes sense And I I think too that um, What what was great about that segment Was just the, the tremendous amount of heat that it drew I mean it it made you really... I mean, that and then the week before in Chicago made you really feel like you were going to see a big collision between these two because, yeah, they've gotten physical with each other over the course of the past few months, um, you know, starting from SummerSlam till now, but nothing as serious as it's going to be for WrestleMania. I mean, they... they if they had if they had serious plans to put Daniel Bryan in the main event picture against Triple H at WrestleMania when they started this angle at Summerslam, which I kind of had a feeling they were, but it wouldn't surprise it wouldn't have surprised me if they went a different course. Then they played it out perfectly the way they handled booking Bryan with Triple H. People thought it was a, it was a crying shame that he was going to feud with the Wyatt. I thought it was a great idea. They said, "Oh, you're taking him out of the title picture." I mean, he had like four title matches with Orton. On pay-per-view. you got to push him away and then bring him back. I, I, I thought the whole thing was great. I love this segment, and I, I really can't wait to be in that stadium when, my prediction, he's going to win it. He's going to win both matches, and he's going to walk up a champion. It's going to be a huge deal, and it's going to transition us into a new era uh, for WWE with him at the forefront of it.
0: And it, and you bring up a good point, Dave, when you talk about era, because one of the things that, that has struck me, you know, as, as I Desperately try to to handle my my problem with being uh, addicted to the WWE network. I mean, it's it's interesting, Dave, because you know we all like I know you do as well, and most wrestling fans we have an extensive DVD um, library. Um, but you know what? I'm, and I'm going to sound really lazy now, but the effort to get out a DVD and actually sit and watch it, it you know, it's you know it, it's. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds really lazy. The effort to sit on my ass and watch a DVD, but I, I don't do it as often. But with the network and it being so accessible, I, I, I'm I, anytime I can grab a couple minutes here and there, like I'm I'm popping stuff on to to just watch. Uh, you know, when I'm at the gym and I'm doing cardio. Like I'll watch 20 minutes of you know the Stone Cold documentary. You know, I'll just grab something and, and watch it on my phone. So it, it, it's been that kind of thing where I've just been kind of grabbing stuff left and right. And the interesting thing is, as I, I watched in in close succession over, over the past couple of weeks, I watched Triple H's, uh, The Rocks, and and Stone Cold's. I watched all their documentaries. And so I've gotten a, a really, I, I've gone back to the Attitude Era and uh, gotten, uh, you know, reacquainted with it. And it was amazing, like, thinking back to that time. Like, I'm sitting there watching this stuff, I'm like, Holy cow, are we really watching Triple H versus The Rock for the Intercontinental title. Was that really what we were spoiled with? God, we didn't we didn't know what we had back then. We really didn't. But what I what I noticed with that as as my my brain started turning and and you know, thinking about Daniel Bryan and what's going on now and you know, when you think about the 80s era, uh, you know, and, and to use a sports analogy, to me like the 80s era uh, with the Hogan era, if you will That was kind of the, the, the WWE was almost like They were almost like the Yankees To use a sports analogy And, and how the Yankees being like The, the big budgeted bullies of, of baseball Would go to like every team And like, well, we have more money than you So we'll sign that team's best player And we'll sign that team's best player We'll go to Japan, we'll sign that best player And they just picked like The best player from teams that they wanted And they just slotted them in and that's kind of like how I look at the WWF of the 80s. You know, they went to different territories, and they, they picked the best guy or guys in different territories, brought them in and to create a, a kick-ass product. The 90s were more like, a, a, you know, watching a small market team develop. And we got to see talent develop. Um, and, and it was cool watching these DVDs, because you just you forget before these guys were stars. And, you know, watching how... That era evolved. You know, in the '90s, we watched guys evolve to the main event status. We watched guys like Bret Hart and and Shawn Michaels and Triple H and Stone Cold and The Rock and The Undertaker over the court We, were, God, Jesus, we were so spoiled. I mean, the guys, the guys we were watching week in and week out. It, it's unbelievable, but we watched those guys develop. Um, And, you know, and later on The Mr. McMahon character coming to fruition And how the Stone Cold Mr. McMahon uh, uh, squabbles uh, You know, benefited the WWE And how that storyline worked And it was interesting that, you know I started to kind of draw a bit of a parallel As much as the Attitude Era When people look back on it They think of it as Stone Cold Um, But I've always kind of looked at that More of like an ensemble cast and, And how great the ensemble was And looking at what's going on right now And maybe being able to recognize That perhaps We're on the verge of something special You know, we have Daniel Bryan Who's kind of that that rebellious character Different, different than the Texas Rattlesnake Obviously Uh, More, you know, honestly More of an IWC champion You know, but a guy who definitely Appeals across different demographics You kind of have a Mr. McMahon-type character in Triple H. Triple H are much more physically intimidating Mr. McMahon-type, but that, that type, coupled with Stephanie. So there, there's a similarity there. And then as we see, you know, if uh, Daniel Bryan is kind of the top dog, but guys like The Shield and The Wyatts, a Dolph Ziggler, a Sandow, uh, a Rhodes, these young guys continue to, to develop. Are we possibly on the verge of another truly amazing era in the WWE.
2: It's very possible. I mean, as far as as the internet is concerned, in the internet wrestling fans, yeah, absolutely. And I do agree with them. And I would agree with saying that we are in the midst of seeing an era, the names that you had mentioned and the stuff that they have, you know, the guys that are down at NXT too, that are going to be, you know, big names. You can even throw Cesaro in there. If Punk did Punk would probably be a part of this new era. Just don't know what you would call this era, but it's a, I like how you said ensemble cast, because there were names in the attitude era that, you know, helped develop that era with not just Austin, but you had Undertaker and Foley, DX, Kane. I mean, the mid-card was loaded, loaded. Everybody who was on the roster at that time were like a part of the show. Granted, it was Vince Russo and his crash TV-style booking, but he made everybody a part of that show. Not saying WWE does that now, but you have a lot of guys involved. I mean, He named, you know, the Shield, the Wyatts, and Daniel Bryan, and, you know, like I said, Joe Cesaro in there. It's... Nowadays, when I read reports and fan reactions about what takes place on either WWE TV or pay-per-views, obviously two names that come to mind that are not at the top of their list are John Cena and Randy Orton, and you could probably throw Batista in there as well, of guys that don't put out the quality of performances that they expect. But the names that you just mentioned, like Daniel Bryan, the Wyatts, and the Shield, and guys like Cesaro, Sandow, all these names, Big E, Dolph Ziggler, those are the names that you're going to be thinking about, you know, five, six years down the road. Roman Reigns, when he becomes a single star, you know. I can see Seth, Seth Rollins is going to be a big deal as a baby face, a flyer. He's probably got that Jeff Hardy kind of vibe to him. That's going to really help him excel um, in terms of being a singles wrestler, just by his high flying ability, that daredevil style. So I would have to agree that I think, and I, you know, what I would like to call this era. I'll go on record saying right now I've been closer this the work rate era because all these guys in the ring are just workhorses and they put on you know very entertaining matches and it's not those boring uh, you know matches that most fans think Randy Orton and John Cena matches are which I don't think that they're necessarily boring but they're not as exciting as the other guys that I've mentioned.
0: It's interesting, you know. We should go head on over to our Facebook because we got a show chat going there. I'd be curious if we we start, like, let's start taking names on on naming this era. Because our friend Steve actually wanted to name it the reality era. uh, Because they're starting to blur the lines between reality and wrestling storylines. And with the the Divas show and Daniel Bryan uh, being part of the Divas show. And and the internet being part of it and everything. So he wanted to call it the reality era. But we have the work rate era. Get on over to Facebook on our show chat. Facebook.com slash the Ken Reidy Show would love to hear your thoughts on, on what era uh, we, we may be moving into and, and what we could call it. But, you know, when we talk about these things and, and the guy, you know, gets a ton of criticism and uh, unjustly so, I, I do think that as we look at this era and as we look at how the talent is, is being developed and, and what we might be looking forward to, um, you've got to give Triple H a lot of credit for – the direction this company is going in as as much as you know people want to criticize and, and maybe they're criticizing because the lines are blurred with his on-screen uh persona as opposed to what he is behind the scenes um you know and i get it he married the boss's daughter so i i, I get the the criticism there but you know what we're seeing out of the young talent coming in um You know, it's pretty tremendous. You know, there are guys, I mean, right now, and I haven't said this for a long time, and even watching the WWE Network and and looking back on some of the talkers, I mean, there's a, you know, yeah, have you seen it, Dave? But there's a montage in The Rock's documentary of just his promos. Like, oh, my God, like we were watching this every week. It was phenomenal. You know, when it's all said and done, we might be mentioning Bray Wyatt in, in the category of, you know, you know best talkers ever again not not getting ahead of myself but you know he's giving us like week in and week out very engaging promos a very unique promo so uh the the writing's on the wall for us to be headed into a a very special era you know does everyone get used correctly who knows you know nothing nothing's ever 100 percent. but i think as we move into this new era of, of professional wrestling especially in the wwe uh kudos to what triple h is doing and maybe we're headed to uh, something really special we got a lot to get to tonight what is going to happen on monday night raw who knows we're going to speculate on what's going on are we going to see another occupy raw tonight who knows we got so much to get into and we're going to get to your phone calls right after the break but right now you know what time it is we do this each and every week it's time for the day five 50 50 news report
2: That's right, you heard the man every week, 7 o'clock, top of the hour, Monday nights, here, only at the Ken Reedy Show. This is the Day 5 News Report. And our top story this week, speaking of WrestleMania and WrestleMania season, the Wrestling Observer reported last week that WWE has reached out to WWE Hall of Famer Stone Cold Steve Austin regarding a non-wrestling storyline role for the upcoming WrestleMania 30 event. The the idea behind this stems from company officials trying to push WrestleMania merchandise this year centered around four big legendary names, Hulk Hogan, The Ultimate Warrior, The Undertaker, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, with The Undertaker facing Lesnar on the pay-per-view, The Ultimate Warrior getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, and Hulk Hogan hosting the annual event, company officials are trying to find a way to fit Austin into the plans. Austin has said publicly in the past that he would only come back to make an appearance and be involved in storylines if the idea was a good one and if it made sense. The Wrestling Observer reports that allegedly there has not been any response from Austin on this storyline pitch. Our second story. There was some concern at this past week's Impact Wrestling tapings when bad influences Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels were not present. It's been speculated that both talent's contracts end in the middle of next month, and a new deal has not been reached for either of the two. TNA has made cost-cutting measures as of late, and one being that they have asked talent to take a significant pay cut when it's time for contract renewal. Sources note that company officials may have elected to not have them work to save money, as Austin Aries was not present at this week's tapings, and his contract is not set to expire Anytime soon. It should be noted that if Daniels and Kazarian are not planning to return to TNA after their current deal expires, a point could be made that both talents are scheduled to appear at WrestleCon in New Orleans during WrestleMania weekend, the same weekend that TNA is running live events in the state of Georgia. Good old double J, Jeff Jarrett, noted on Twitter this morning that he is making progress on his new project, which is apparently a new wrestling promotion, allegedly I should say, and TEC was in meetings concerning graphics, a new logo, and merchandise. The latest word within the Jarrett camp that although he plans to make an announcement the day after WrestleMania 30 on April the 7th, there likely won't be any television or live events until late 2014 at the earliest. TMZ.com broke the news this morning that the WWE will be inducting Mr. T into the celebrity wing of their Hall of Fame class of 2014 in New Orleans in just a couple of weeks. Chairman Vince McMahon was quoted saying his WWE appearances were instrumental in helping establish WrestleMania as the pop culture phenomenon it is today. On a related note, it's expected that Scott Hall, will be the final name added to this year's class with former NWO DX click buddy Sean XPOC6123Kid, whatever the hell you want to call him, Waltman, being the one to induct him. And finally, our fifth story, Bellator Mixed Martial Arts CEO Bjorn Rebney told MMAsucka.com, that's a weird name for a website, that Quentin Rampage Jackson is currently training for pro wrestling matches with TNA once his... MMA fight in May with King Moe is over, who is also under TNA contract. TNA president Dixie Carter has allegedly sent trainers to travel to Southern California to get Jackson through the process of becoming a well-rounded professional wrestler. And there you have it. That was the Day 5 News Report. Only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show every single Monday night. Ken, back to you.
0: Good stuff, Dave. Lots of news and interesting stuff around the world of professional wrestling. Very excited because Hulk Hogan just won the WCW Championship. Yeah, I still have the network on. Uh, (laughs) 347-838-9815 is the number to call. What do you think? we got stuff going on tonight. Give us reaction for last week, or or what do you think is going to happen this week? We want to hear from you. We're going to go right after the phone's we got our buddy Dank on the line. Dank, how you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing good. How are you gentlemen doing tonight?
0: We're doing great. What do you got for us?
1: Oh, well, I'm really glad to hear that they're trying to get Stone Cold involved in WrestleMania, having been one of my uh, all-time... Let me put it this way. What Hulk Hogan is to you, Ken, is what Stone Cold is to me, and Dave can very much vouch for that. Um, really? If I ever see him on TV, I hope that nobody has a camera because I'll be the one jumping on the couch up and down screaming like a little girl. I had no but idea. You know. Know at all no, even if he's not on TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, a, like, I, I, I guess you guys can geek out on this one a little bit or give it some thought. Um, we were talking about TNA last week and how they could revamp it and whatnot. What if you were approached by an owner that wants to start a wrestling company. It doesn't have to be independent. He just wants to start a wrestling company. Money is no issue, so that's not a problem. You can hire one general manager, two wrestlers, and going at one superstar that you can, whether he's retired or still wrestling, that you can build the company around. The only catch is that they have to be living. You can't go and do like a fantasy one where, where he's alive. they have to be living. What are the names that popped right into your head that you're like, I want this person on my all-star roster to build this company to, from the ground up?
0: Well, you said, you said uh, a GM and two wrestlers? You kind of cut out a bit there. Uh,
1: sorry. Uh, one GM, because he's going to be running the show every week. Two good solid writers, oh, writers and right then there. and then one wrestler that you're just gonna build the company around, that put the company on their shoulders that you know will deliver every single week and won't go down the way of CM Punk where they hit and leave.
0: I will let you start with that, Dave. What do
2: you think? Well, as far as writing goes I'd have to. Uh, I'd have to hire Paul Heyman. Um, he's Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's done a lot of good stuff when he has written. Uh, Paul Heyman's written for WWE. Of course, he basically wrote the entire run that was ECW. Um, he's had success with some talent. He has taken talent that nobody ever thought could be a star and turn them into stars. And Heyman's done pretty well in the writing department. I would hire him as the writer and then he can hire whoever else he wants to write with him. Um, a general manager that runs the show or runs the, the, the wrestling company? Does it run the show or run the
1: wrestling company? Um, let's go with one. I oh, you um, talking more
0: of a, char- a character GM.
1: Yeah. Well, if okay. you guys want, you can add one of each, one for the show and one for the company, and if that makes it easier and expands the all really, right. You really thought this
3: one out, didn't you?
1: Well, I figured last week was kind of like a gimme, and Ken made, made sure to tell me that it was too easy of a question. So I had to, like – I'm like, haven't stop them in a while. I need to come up with something good. All right.
2: Well, anyhow, I mean, yeah, Heyman would probably write, I guess, for a GM. Like, I mean, for character-wise, it would have to be Vince. Vince is the best one out of them all. Vince is, you know, Vince McMahon – he, he perfected it, so yeah, Vince. And then one wrestler to to really, you know, cat up, you know, put the company on their shoulders. That's a difficult one, but I probably, you know, what if it, if it happened here and right now, and the availability, it would be Daniel Bryan. He's the hottest thing in wrestling. Period.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. tough. To, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Dave. It's tough to uh, go anywhere else but daniel bryan right now if, if you have an opportunity to like you're saying money's no object and uh you can you can pick whomever um i i it's funny like i'm kind of agreeing with you dave uh i get what you're saying with vince but i, I would love to bring piper back as my gm just to have him talking each and every week i'd have Heyman writing piper gming and uh daniel bryan wrestling. so uh you know, that's probably where I would go to to start things off. So, I, I think, Dave, we both, you know, we got the makings of a pretty decent company.
3: <laughs>
0: you see the fun. Alrighty.
1: Well, All righty. So way too quick and way too easy.
0: Well, we'll let you go now, but start thinking, like, for next week. Give us something. Uh, try and stump us for next week.
1: Oh, I definitely will. All right, guys. You have a good night.
0: You too. Talk to you later.
1: Bye. Yeah, it's a t- you know, that's one of those
0: questions where, you know, Dank should probably uh, go back and, and get some parameters uh, of people who aren't allowed. You know? Yeah, or, like, first of uh, all, like,
2: yeah, like, yeah the, yes, they have to be alive because dead people don't draw money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: except Taker.
2: Well, yeah, except Undertaker, yeah, because he's, he's dead, but he's not really dead. So if, if you're living and breathing and you've got a pulse, you're on my team.
0: Yeah, I don't know like what the parameters should be, or even if you if you went with the route of nobody on the WWE roster and then go from there, uh, that that would be a kind of an interesting question to kind of uh, dissect as far as what wrestler you would take then. But uh, yeah, if you, if you you have carte blanche to write a blank check for whoever, you know, how do you not bring in a, a Daniel Bryan right now? So. Uh, good question, though, Dank. Uh, love to hear. Uh, you know, it's amazing. He just thinks of these questions to kind of try and stump us. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. We're going out to Connecticut. Uh, call, are you there? Hello? Hello. Hello. Hey, who we got here? Ken.
3: Ken, you? How are you doing? Doing all right. How are you? Uh, Pretty good. Dave, once again, an excellent day five report. That's why you are the best in the business, sir. Thank you very much. I'm Uh, flattered. Hey, hey guys, uh, with WrestleMania season coming up now, I just happened to have a three-way conversation today with a couple of people that uh, have had the WrestleMania experience. One was Coco Beware, and the other one was James Harris. I'm sure most people know James Harris is the Ugandan giant Kamala. Coco was on the phone with him, and he just happened to hook me up, and we were having a little three-way conversation there today about WrestleMania and talking about it and everything, and it was kind of pretty interesting. But, uh, you know, you're talking about the, you know, with the GMs and everything else, Roddy Piper, and, you know, it's an excellent choice, but you can't, you can't forget the Pipe Bomb guy. I mean, you know, somewhere along the line, CM Punk has got to be in there somewhere because he's, like, the best on the, on the microphone now as it is. But uh, Dave and Ken, can you guys... Um, Expound on me. I think I saw something on uh, one of the websites that Kane might be involved in a six man match at WrestleMania. Is there any truth to that? Would you like me if, to start if, with this one?
0: Yeah, I I oh, I, I haven't definitely. heard anything, so if you've heard something, uh, oh, okay. uh by sure. all means
2: the rumor i've heard is that if they did, if they more than likely going to go the route with daniel bryan added to the title match making it a triple threat that they're not going to do the shield in a match against each other in a triple threat that they don't want two triple threat matches on the same show so the rumor is that they're going to have the shield involved in a six man teaming up and they're going to face kane and Kane will have two hired guys that go by the name of The Ascension, who are the NXT Tag Team Champions, and apparently they are rumored to be coming up to the main roster after WrestleMania. Um, where Then you would see The Ascension make their main roster debut, as well as The Shield breakup most likely take place during that match at WrestleMania. It gets Kane involved in the show, it gives these guys a rub, being a part of Kane, you know, Kane's little entourage with the authority, and it gives them, you know, the opportunity to work with the Shield and and get a a rub from the Shield as well, who are pretty big stars in today's landscape at WWE, so there is a rumor that that is set to take place. But that rumor was started by um, Justin Labar from uh, WrestleZone.com where it just started out as an idea in an article that he wrote as a theory of how to bring these guys up and how to do the shield breakup. But now I guess this rumor, this this idea has snowballed into a rumor and this actually might possibly happen. Um, so that's the, yeah, it's, there's rumors to it. I don't know how true it's gonna be, how true it is, and if it's gonna happen. But it's been talked about, from what I understand, in the past few days.
3: Oh, no, I, I thought I, uh, I thought I had seen something about that. I don't know too much about these uh, this ascension. I really don't pay too much attention to NXT. But uh, yeah, so like I said, you know, the uh, top rope report went back on earlier this afternoon. We had our first. Telephone interview with Johnny K. from M&J Collectibles, and we were discussing the autograph signing coming up uh, next Saturday on the 29th of March with the man they call Vader, which is going to be from 11 to 1 at uh, Wrestling Paradise here in Wallingford, Connecticut. Uh, Dave, if you get a chance, get the opportunity, come on down. I'm sure Vader would be pleased to see you, but if you go down there, you might end up signing more, more autographs than Vader. But, nah, uh, I don't know That's very kind of you But I don't know about that Unless I get to wear the mask Because then I'll go down there Yeah The Vader mask but, Yeah really But uh, Alright guys uh, Great show once again And uh, Ken will be in touch During the week uh, Alrighty
0: Sounds good Talk to you later man Alright right. All Bye bye There you have it Mr. Trivia giving, uh, A little bit of rumors And uh, Big fan of yours Dave
2: yeah, yeah, I, I've noticed. He he is a big fan of mine. I'm very flattered.
0: Yeah, good stuff though. I, I, you know, holy name droppers, having conversations with uh, Kamala and Coco. Beware! And like, as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, what does a three way call like that sound like?
2: I can't. I, I can't even imagine. I, I don't even want to ponder that thought right now. With with a guy who, who talks to a bird and. <laughs> a guy from Uganda and, and, and then Mr. Trivia, I can't even imagine what that phone call is like.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, we can't we, we because we care and we love and all the best to everyone out there. Hopefully, uh, uh, Kamala is doing well. I know he's had some health concerns over the past few years, but I uh, hope he is doing well.
2: What? I think I, I believe because of his diabetes, he had his legs amputated, both of them. Actually,
0: I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken, he actually wound up having both legs. So uh, yeah, he's yeah both of them serious uh, health issues. So, uh, you know, again, hopefully he's, he's doing fine. We, we, we joke because we like to have a good time here. But in all seriousness, uh, all the best to Kamala. 347 9815 is the number to call. We're going back out to Connecticut. Call, are you there? Going once. 203-69. Are hey you
3: there?
0: We're here, Yes. Hello?
4: Hey, how you doing, guys? It's Anthony. How you doing? Doing all right, how are you, Ant? Hey good. I'm doing great. I what just do you wanted got, to man? uh weigh in on this role a little bit if I could. Sure, shoot away. Um, you know, I was thinking about last week, uh thinking about was I was happy to see that they uh got Daniel Bryan into the uh main event mix, so to speak. But uh I'm kinda thinking that uh this week there may be a little uh payback from the authority, especially uh Triple H. You know, I'm not sure where they're going to go with it, but I think uh, I think it's going to turn in. Uh, it's not going to be in um, Brian's favor this week.
0: It's you know, and I could see that. And honestly, I, I kind of, as a fan, I hope it's the case. You know, it, it's funny how a lot of fans look at things. And and uh, you know, look, we're all fans, and everyone has their their own bias towards things. Uh, you know, and you have a lot of fans that love to to throw around the the super Cena, and we hate seeing a casino always wins. Well, you know what, like if you watch Daniel Bryan lately, I mean, I can't remember the last match that Daniel Bryan actually lost clean. So, I I mean, you know, he's in that spot now where he's, you know, kind of, he's winning almost every week. I think as as we kind of build the drama and have an ebb and flow to the storyline, I I think heading into WrestleMania, you have to have uh, Triple H go over on Daniel Bryan, at least... uh, Uh, a couple of times heading into WrestleMania. So I agree with you. I I look tonight uh, for the the backlash of the Occupy Raw, so to speak, uh, kind of bites Daniel Bryan a bit in the ass uh, from the authority. What do you think, Dave?
2: I think we could potentially see that, and I think we'll see that in the form of Shawn Michaels sticking his nose in there. The Raw is in San Antonio, Texas tonight. Shawn Michaels' hometown, where he lives. So we could see maybe Triple H um maybe making an announcement that michaels is going to be in his corner or maybe he'll really stack the deck and make michaels the referee and i know that's been there done that but in this case it might make some sense um to throw michaels in as the referee for this match with with uh hunter brian so i do agree with you i think we'll see triple h kind of get you know one over on brian tonight because of what took place last week building towards their match at wrestlemania
4: yeah, and I think I think it's it's good to go that way because if anything, you'd like to at least have some doubt that maybe Brian's not going to win that match, and if he keeps getting over on him, it's almost oh, it's obvious he's going to win and be the main event, you know. So I think you got to at least plant some seed of doubt with people, as as much as it might drive the uh, internet community a little crazy, which is, you know, I don't have a problem with that, but you know. And the uh, the other thing was. Uh, I was. Uh, I really liked the uh, the Hogan announcement of the uh, battle royal. I didn't hear it at the beginning of the show. You made it, You might have covered it already. So I wasn't sure what your guys' thoughts on it. Were, but I thought it was pretty cool, and even it might do them some good in the back there to uh, allow them to get a bunch of guys involved in WrestleMania who may not have been involved had they not done it.
0: Yeah, we we talked about it earlier in the show, both Dave and I. Yeah, we we love it. I we think it's great. It, it kind of you know. Uh, it's a nod to Andre. It's something special. I, I just, I, I don't know. I have nothing negative to say about it. I, I'm, I'm kind of stoked. I think it's a, it, it's really just a cool idea, and it's, it's cool, you know, to me just to have a battle royal, but to, to throw Andre's name on it and the inaugural run B at at WrestleMania 30. Uh, I'm a big fan of it, Dave.
2: Yeah, totally agreed um like i said it could be you know a launching pad for for uh, a younger talent that that could use just one thing to really set their push off and really start put them in the right direction. And you can also, it's kind of similar to the Royal Rumble in a way. You can kind of ebb and flow a few different little storylines that may end or begin in this battle royal. There, like I said, there's been rumors of Cesaro and Swagger being involved in this battle royal. So maybe that's where you're going to see the, the official breakup of the real Americans and the, the, the Antonio Cesaro babyface run. And let's say maybe he even wins the thing. Um, I mean, there's so, much, so many other things. You know, there's been rumors of a Dolph Ziggler-Miz alliance somewhere down the line. I, as much as I really don't care for that because it will ruin Dolph Ziggler's career to have any affiliation with the Miz whatsoever, they might do that <laughs> in the Battle Royal. So th- there's an opportunity for a lot of different things to take place during that Battle Royal, and just adding the name of Andre the Giant itself on it adds even more prestige to it and makes it e- an even bigger deal,
4: which I think all across the board, I think it's a great idea. Yeah i got two more quick ones before I let you go. Uh, sure. One, sure. I, in, case, uh, in, case I don't, in case I don't get the call in next week, I just want to let you know that uh, AJ Styles is going to be in town a little less than two weeks from now. So I'll have Jasmine out there with her uh, Ken Reedy show uh, shirt on, you know, getting the Ken Reedy movement uh, in the eye of uh, AJ Styles for you. And, uh, Dave, I was wondering if uh, you and Nicole sat down and uh, watched a little total divas last night. I know it's uh, on your list of important important shows, you know? It's on the DVR. As a matter of fact, yes, we did watch it. And
2: (laughs) I'm beginning to not like Natalia. I think she's a big whiner and a complainer. Yeah, I'm
4: with you. I'm with you. We just started
2: breaking it down weekly here. As much as I like her wrestling ability, I think she's probably the best woman's wrestler on that roster. She's a big complainer. And yes, for all you people that listen out there, I do watch Total Divas and I watch it with my girlfriend, so I and and, and her son as well. He we didn't watch last night though, but it's on the D V R, so I'm not ashamed.
4: Yeah, we <laughs> Jazz and I watched it. I had to I had to watch with her. It wasn't it wasn't too bad. I'm I'm intrigued by the uh the uh, John Cena and Nikki Belli- Bella thing to see if Cena's gonna get the ring out or what's going on with that. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I mean I, I don't know. I don't I don't really I know it's not any more important show. I, I, right, I'm just yeah. I'm just giving you our time. You know we're both we're both in the same boat with that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right guys, I will uh I'll talk to you later. Take care.
0: Thank you, and thank you so much. Uh thank Jasmine again for on the t-shirt appreciate
4: it we will
0: do we will do take care bye-bye yeah i think jasmine might be like our our most supportive fan you know that i mean in all honesty and i I hope she's listening like it just it always puts a smile on my face when i'm scrolling through facebook and it's like you know she goes to the signings she goes to the independent shows and and every time she's uh she's taking a picture with whomever she's got the ken reedy show uh t-shirt on so uh Doing our part uh, We'll have to get uh, The Ken Reidy show Or maybe just TKRS uh, Movement Trending But uh, You know Really truly Dave I can't thank Jasmine enough For continuing to wear The shirt Every I mean it's, it's like Every single show She goes to
3: It's awesome It's cool Like I said I was at a, I was, I was with Jasmine And uh, Tony Her
2: father uh, uh, You know A few shows And she's worn it uh, The Brooklyn WWE show She wore it Which was pretty cool so I uh, can't thank her enough and appreciate the love and support for uh, for, for our show. And, uh, you know, that's really about it.
0: Yeah, so uh, anyway, you know, back to Monday Night Raw. And you, you kind of touched upon it, Dave. Uh, you know, like, um, you know, we talked about uh, Raw being in Texas. And uh, you, you kind of hit on that uh, there's some speculation of Austin, perhaps being involved in wrestlemania now i'm not this is me just purely spitballing so don't go uh you know unless it gets us trending and gets us more listeners and by all means yeah of course Austin's gonna show up on raw tonight but it's just it's just me spitballing okay i have it on no authority but you know who knows it's texas uh obviously the rattlesnake from texas um you know maybe he shows maybe he doesn't but it would be cool maybe they make an announcement of some uh Involvement that Austin is going to have at WrestleMania, but I agree. Like that, you know, when you were talking, Dave, you know, looking at WrestleMania and it being WrestleMania 30 and, and Hogan being involved and the Andre the Giant Memorial Memorial Battle Royal and, and having, uh, you know, just just that historical context, you know, I just I don't know, like being a big one and being 30, like I, I'm just I keep hoping that we're going to hear that, uh, you know, we're going to some some other. Legends will will join on and 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 jump in the fray and and be a part of WrestleMania 30 and and you know who bigger than to to somehow drag Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, into the mix in some way shape or form.
2: Yeah, I could see. Um, I'd love to see Austin a part of it. He's a big name. You know, we talked about the Attitude Era and he was at the forefront of it with with all the other guys. But um, you know what I would like to see is him involved somehow in this Daniel Bryan Triple H storyline. I mean, he's been the referee in other, you know, the last two WrestleMania appearances he's had. He's been the special guest referee. Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole, which was the biggest nap, the longest nap I've ever taken in a 65,000-seat in a arena. And the, the Battle of the Billionaires, the hair match with Donald Trump and Vince McMahon. So maybe... Maybe with with Hunter kind of stiff, if he decides that they're going to stack the deck against Daniel Bryan, maybe Bryan enlists in Austin being in his corner. And maybe not necessarily Austin helps him win, but kind of Austin fights off whoever Hunter throws at Bryan's way. You know, I mean, maybe Michaels gets involved. Maybe you see some involvement from Kane or even the New Age Outlaws. There's been rumors of, uh, you know, Scott Hall getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Maybe we get a click reunion, the click decides to help Hunter beat Brian, and that's where Brian enlists in the help of Steve Austin, or maybe they just make Austin a referee of that match, or another match, who knows, but I think Steve Austin a part of WrestleMania 30 would be a big deal, but it's gotta be something that makes sense to him, and it's something that's going to, uh, you know, uh, that he's going to agree upon, and it's gonna work for him. There were rumors a few months ago that Steve Austin was going to wrestle Triple H at WrestleMania 30 and represent Vince McMahon, um, as a part of this, you know, power struggle storyline, which we really haven't gotten. And I, the rumor is that Vince is set to return after WrestleMania. Maybe, maybe Austin's named the special referee of the match as a way so that Tunner doesn't have a whole lot of involvement in it. And it's named, he's named the referee by the board of directors, which then could signal the return of Vince to WWE TV. They use Austin as a lead-in to get to Vince on TV. Um, And then maybe it sets up Austin if he decides to return for a match to do something with a Hunter, you know, Triple H next year. Who knows? But his involvement in WrestleMania 30, I'm not saying it needs to happen, but it would be pretty damn cool if you threw him out there on the show in some form or fashion.
0: I mean, I I agree. I I, I mean, I don't think he's, he's needed, but I do think that we, you know, Again, as many legends as possible. We speculated, uh, you know, about perhaps doing a, a Piper's Pit on a, on a WrestleMania 30. I mean, it's WrestleMania 30. Whatever legends you could you could bring back, uh, you know, I'd love to see them in some capacity. I think Stone Cold's a guy that, you know, not that he could have a match, but he could still get involved physically. Um, you know, I think booking him as an enforcer or a special guest referee. In some shape, or some way, shape, or form, definitely works uh, for where he's at right now. Um, I mean, you know, at WrestleMania 30. What we're hearing, you know, right now as far as how it's booked with Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan being the most popular wrestler on the planet, the crowd is going to be, uh, you know, in just it's going to be a fever pitch in New Orleans to to throw Stone Cold into the mix in any way, shape, or form. As soon as that glass cracks, uh, you know, people are going to go. You know, batshit crazy in that place. So, I, I think it, it's you know it could it could be nothing but great to have him involved in some way, shape, or form. I I agree with you, Dave. I think we see an enforcer, guest referee, some something like that. Uh, you know, maybe it's something simple and and he's involved uh, somewhere in inducting someone into the Hall of Fame. But I'd really like to see Stone Cold involved uh, at WrestleMania 30, and you kind of hinted a little bit. Another Texas uh, native HBK Shawn Michaels, he's a guy best friends, as uh, wildly documented over and over and over again. Triple H and Shawn Michaels, the best of friends. What what involvement? Uh I, I think if you're a betting man, this is the more likely scenario, this is the more likely uh, appearance or, or you know, uh, Stone Cold to me is more in the speculative uh kind of realm. Uh Shawn Michaels has been involved in this storyline, would not surprise me if, if he's involved in, in some way in this, whether it's just in uh, Triple H's corner or a special guest referee. But, yeah, I, I, I think if you're a betting man between the two Texas natives, Dave, I think you've got to bet uh, we're going to see some sort of involvement from HBK.
2: Yeah, I mean, Michaels was heavily involved in the, the Daniel Bryan storyline in the fall. He was the referee of the Bryan-Orton-Hell-in-the-Cell match um, where he had cost Bryan the title. Maybe they do announced that Michaels is going to be the referee and it gives you, like Tony said, it gives you that, that feeling that Brian may actually lose and he may not make it to the championship match, but in the end, Michaels writes the wrong and he calls the match down the middle to the dismay of triple H setting up, you know, dissension and tension between the two of them, not necessarily leading to a possible match, but just something to add to the storyline. Um, or we could see Michaels involved in the corner of Triple H. Um, maybe, this, maybe it sets up Michaels being the ref and, you know, names by Triple H and then the board of directors names often the special enforcer so that Michaels doesn't do anything screwy. And then you have that outside story. But I think having too many people involved in that match is going to take away from the real story between Daniel Bryan and Triple H, in my opinion. Um, like we said, like we talked about, Michaels involved in WrestleMania. It's, it's not a short thing, but it's it's more or less closer to happening than Steve Austin. But Michaels being the referee in the match, like I said, it could work, but he gets too involved. And he was a big focal point of the last time he special refereed um, a match at WrestleMania, which was Triple H's match with The Undertaker inside Hell in the Cell in Miami a couple of years ago. So I, I don't want to see Michaels become... You know, a, a focal point of the of the match if they decide to make him the referee. I think he'll be involved somehow in, in that match. Just I I hope it's not too involved. Let's just put it that way.
0: Agreed. So it remains to be seen. I mean, maybe we we get something
2: like that again. The
0: the last two Raw's have been really good, so. You know will we continue to get that Special feel on the road to Wrestlemania uh, Do we get some sort Of announcement from a Texas native uh, You know what we're going to see At Wrestlemania you know maybe you know We're, we're speculating because we're like you know Like you said Dave you're, you're hitting you're, you're throwing so many people in one match You know maybe we you know they, they Bring in one or both these guys uh, To be involved In, in one of the uh, you know More quote unquote mid card type Matches to give uh you know, another match, a little more drama or a little more notoriety, uh, you know, who knows what, it remains to be seen what else is going to be added to the card, um, you know, does, does Austin get involved in some way, shape, or form with, with Cena and the Wyatts, and, uh, you know, he's in Cena's corner to make sure uh, things don't go awry, who knows, but... uh you know, again, we're, it's fantasy booking now. It's WrestleMania season. Uh, who knows? But, I, you know, when it comes to Shawn Michaels, it would shock me if he's not involved in some way. So we'll see if we get anything like that tonight. Uh, news that you stated in your news report tonight, Dave, as we head into Monday Night Raw, a little less than a half hour away, and this Hall of Fame class, I'm digging it. I'm thinking this is a decent Hall of Fame class. It's tough coming out of... You know, last year you get Backlund and, and San Martino in the same class. It's tough to top a class like that. Uh, a few years back, the Hogan class was a stacked class. You know, there have been these stacked classes. Um, you know, these greats, some of the, the, the upper, upper, upper legendary status guys are not out there anymore. They're, they're already in the Hall of Fame. Um, this year's Hall of Fame class, I think it's a pretty damn good class. And I'll tell you, when I looked at the Hall of Fame a few years back, I would say, if someone said the WWE Hall of Fame is a farce, it's a joke, it's ridiculous, whatever, you're going to be critical of it. I would have been, I would agree agreed with you with a grain of salt because of the fact Bruno San Martino, Bob Backlund, and Randy Savage were not in the Hall of Fame. I thought those were three glaring omissions. Couple that with the fact, that when you have a celebrity wing in the Hall of Fame, and when it comes to the, the history of the WWE, that you don't have Cindy Lauper and Mr. T in the Hall of Fame, it becomes borderline farcical because those names need to be there. However, they are making steps to correct that now. They are moving in the right direction. Uh, You know, whether it's Triple H, I mean, you heard a lot with Triple H last year with Bruno San Martino. Again, I don't know why everyone needs to hate on Triple H. It's just be fashionable. But kudos to Triple H because, to me, the past couple years has really done a lot to, to completely validate the Hall of Fame. Getting Bruno and Backlund in the Hall last year was huge. We need Randy. Randy needs to be in, and I get it as a fan but I'm not going to sit here and say the Hall of Fame is a joke because Savage isn't in. He needs to be there. It's a glaring omission. It's a travesty he's not in. But I'm not going to paint the whole Hall of Fame with a broad stroke and say it's a farce because he's not in. As far as the celebrity wing goes, Cindy not there as of yet. Mr. T, supposed to be announced tonight that he's going into the Hall of Fame. He may be the single most important celebrity ever involved in professional wrestling, especially the WWF and their history. WrestleMania may not be what it is today for, if it were not for Mr. T. Mr. T was the hottest thing going when he was involved in pro wrestling, and none of this is hyperbole. If you were not alive during that time period, you have no idea how important Mr. T was for this company To grow in the direction that they're going in For the celebrity wing Of the WWE Hall of Fame Nobody more Deserved than Mr. T going in I am very excited Maybe the most important celebrity to go in I'm excited to be there It adds to this class I think it's a pretty good class Kudos to Mr. T Dave
2: very much agreed on all points. Uh, one one point I'd like to make: a lot of people, and especially the participants involved in that main event at WrestleMania One, particularly Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper, they both, you know, have formed their opinions on who really drew WrestleMania One. And it, to me, in my opinion, I don't think either of them necessarily drew, you know, was, was what drew WrestleMania One. I think it was Mr. T. I really do. I really think that Mr. T, people wanted to see what he was going to bring, and people wanted to see him get his hands on Piper and Orndorff. I mean, they, they knew what they were going to get with Hogan, but they didn't know what they were going to get with Mr. T. And him being the TV tough guy, the TV badass that he was, he was such a big name at that time, it, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. When I was a kid, the first time I ever saw Mr. T was on wrestling. It wasn't on the A team. And when I saw him in wrestling, I thought he was a legitimate tough guy. And then, you know, years later, I grew up and got older, and that was just a, a, a special appearance that he made for the WWE. But he was—I think he, him, the, the unknown factor of Mr. T and his skills in the ring was what drew WrestleMania one, at least for, for, in my opinion. Not Hogan getting his hands on Piper and not, you know, Piper getting one over on the good guys. It was Mr. T in my opinion. I agree with you hundred percent glaring omission from the hall of fame. But now he's involved in the celebrity wing of the hall of fame. I think it's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it. The whole class itself. I mean, Paul Bearer, uh, Lita, the ultimate. I'm not a huge Ultimate Warrior fan, but but, you know him, Jake the Snake, Carlos Colon, who was announced on SmackDown this past week being in the Hall of Fame. um, Very well deserved. A lot of people will say, well, he doesn't really fit in with this class. He's the one that kind of stands out. But it doesn't matter. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He's the first Latin American wrestler to come over to the United States and you know basically make a make a huge splash and make a name for himself, even before Pedro Morales. So he was the one that really broke the barrier to, from, to come over from the Caribbean to the United States and make a name for himself and, and be a big star. Um, so very well deserved. The whole class itself. I can't wait for the Hall of Fame. And the rumors of Scott Hall getting into, that's going to be huge. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the Hall of Fame, you know, that night during WrestleMania weekend, as I always do. And
0: it's cool, because like, to me, like you said, there's no you know, names to be critical of. I mean, everyone deserves to be there. And I, I'm right there with you. I'm not a big Ultimate Warrior guy. I'm, I'm okay with him going into the Hall of Fame. You know, deserve it. Um, again, if you weren't alive back then, uh, you know, you look back on things. I mean, look, he had his limitations, as a lot of performers did. But, man, he was popular. I mean, he was really popular. And, you know, when his music hits hit, you know... Crowd went nuts. His entrance was was incredible. Uh, you know, a high energy performer, a guy who's uh you know promos just never made sense, but they were always entertaining. I mean, uh, it's a, it's a good class. You know, it's a good class to me. I, I guess if you're if if you're a wrestling fan, you know, if you, if you're gonna, you know, it does, maybe this class doesn't have the glitz and glam as, as other classes or those obvious names uh, that that people love to see, and and you know maybe. People who are critical are a little bit ignorant to, like, the history uh, of the business and, and what these guys meant. Because I, I'm right there with you, Dave. I'm kind of excited about this Hall of Fame class. Um, Mr. T being added to it, um, it's not an exaggeration. I mean, you know, and I, I'm a little older than you, Dave. So, I mean, I first time I saw Mr. T was um, in uh, Rocky III. Uh, and and then as a kid, I, you know, I was I was a big A Team fan. I watched the A Team, and it was one of those things where like I, I was kind of becoming a wrestling fan. Like I wasn't, you know, a full on wrestling fan. And, and Mr. T was that guy that kind of melded uh, both worlds for me, uh, and 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 almost legitimized wrestling for me as a fan uh, to to kind of stick with it and. So, you know, who knows if I would still be uh, as big a wrestling fan if not for Mr. T. I mean, I, I kind of was drawn to Hulk Hogan watching the making of Rocky III. Um So th- there's a lot there that, that Mr. T really contributed to, uh, you know, the, the, the growth of the wrestling industry. So, uh, you know, he's a, he's a great addition to the Hall of Fame Uh you know, guys, like you said, Cologne, well-deserved uh, Hall of Fame inductee. You know, and a guy, we, we post this. So you go on our Facebook and, and you want to add uh, to the list. But, you know, Jake the Snake is one of those guys. And because of his a lot of his problems, uh, again, an understated guy. But if you're a fan and, and you've watched and you've watched uh, the, the old stuff as well as the new stuff and, and, and you know you're wrestling, uh, you know, if, if someone wanted to, to state, that, that Jake the Snake Roberts was the greatest talker ever. I might disagree. I might disagree, but I ain't going to be mad at you. Great talker, very unique with the promos, um, a, a tremendous talker, and, and a guy who, uh, you know, to me, you know, when, when Dank brought up his, his scenario for, you know, if you're building a wrestling company, if I have a blank check, and I'm going to put together maybe a training force and a guy who's going to teach young wrestlers psychology. Jake the Snake Robins at the top of that list. He's a guy I'm bringing in. So when you look at all these guys, I mean, it's it's a tremendous Hall of Fame class to me. Again, maybe doesn't have the glitz and glam as some former classes, but uh I'm pretty pumped. I'm run with you, Dave. I'm excited to to just be there and and to hear. I mean, I'm I'm fully aware that I I think we'll probably walk out really kind of wondering what the hell the Ultimate Warrior just said, but it's going to be fun, and I can't wait for it. Uh, but we are getting ready. We are less than 15 minutes away from Monday Night Raw, and and as we go forward, as we, the announcement officially will be made for Mister T tonight. Uh, you know, again, we're looking at that being a special moment. But what else do we see tonight? What else do we see? Anthony brought it up when he called in. I think we need to see a backlash. I think we need to see the authority to to, to reclaim their authority uh, on on Monday Night Raw to show they still have control over their program. I want to see Triple H reign supreme tonight. I want them to see a give and take. Over the course of the next few weeks leading into WrestleMania, but I, you know, it's the flagship show, so I'm I'm curious to see what we're going to see out of Triple H. I love that we saw of Triple H on SmackDown. I love this promo. He's just he's he's a rich, jacked, dick. He really is, and he's playing the part so well. He is a a a more jacked, physically imposing version of Mr. McMahon. I, I again, I love the promo on SmackDown. I, I love the whole, you know, it, it's nice. You, you had your fifteen minutes. Uh, I, I thought that was tremendous. And uh, Stephanie's been absolute gold when she was screaming at everyone in the ring to get out of the ring. I, I loved it. I, I really loved it. I've always thought when when I looked at the two kids, um, Shane was the absolute nut job as far as the stuff he'd do in the ring. But the guy who, the, the child who had the, the character and uh, to me, really the Vince McMahon jeans was Stephanie. And I love what she brings to the table as far as her promo work. So, uh, I, I, Dave, I guess like the big question going into tonight, amongst other things, is what do we see out of the, out of the authority? And that's really what, what I'm most curious about.
2: We'll see some form of backlash. Like, like I said, I think it's going to be involved trying to get one over on Daniel Bryan, whether it be tonight or they announce a stipulation. Or, like I said, San Antonio, Shawn Michaels' hometown. Maybe they you know, announce Shawn's a part of the match somehow, and the referee or enforcer or in the corner. It's going to be one of those things where they're going to try and get one over on. They'll probably put him in a match uh, of some sort. A handicap match of sorts, maybe with you know the, the Orton and Batista to kind of preview the Triple Threat match, so to speak, um, or they or they just don't have any kind of match for them But you're going to see some form of a backlash from the Authority um, going into uh, tonight's uh, Monday Night Raw at Daniel Bryan. Um, other things about tonight's show, we'll probably see more from the from the front of the Shield and uh, where their path is headed for WrestleMania, and of course more names added to the Andre the Giant. Memorial Battle Royal, um, I'm kind of curious about the tag title situation uh, because, you know, there, there's been talk of doing the new age outlaws against the Usos, but, you know, Road Dogg is legitimate back injury. And then I just watched on uh, one of the, the shows on YouTube that they have, the Usos made a challenge to a bunch of tag teams. So maybe they'll, they'll announce some form of a tag team turmoil or a tag team, uh, you know, gauntlet or something, something like that for, for WrestleMania with the tag team titles on the line. So, um Yeah, I mean, overall, I'm just hoping that the card shapes up pretty nicely and uh, we get some good storyline progression for that. I don't know if Undertaker is scheduled to be at Raw. I know he's scheduled to be at SmackDown, though, um, this coming week. So uh, maybe we'll we'll see a Lesnar appearance or a Paul Heyman appearance furthering that storyline, but I think we're going to see – even some, even some new names added that aren't even on the regular roster. Maybe some, maybe some legends. Maybe some hall-famers to kind of get people excited for WrestleMania. We'll, we'll probably see something big take place tonight. Let's just
3: put it that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see, you know, as we, we touch upon the uh Orange of the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And, I, again, I, I, I love the idea. Um, you know, I, I hope we get some, some big names uh, joining that, that Battle Royal. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And we, we touched upon it briefly, Dave, and I'd like to get back to it. Um, you know, you had stated that there's talk of it being on the pre-show. And I think you and I are in agreement. Uh, don't want to see that on the pre-show. I, I think it kind of takes away. It, and you, you, you talked about it earlier, Dave. Andre's one of those guys that, you know, really and truly his heyday was pre-WrestleMania. Um, you know, he was the big guy. Um, Before Wrestlemania Really took off Uh, You know we get to the Wrestlemania era um, You know Andre was really uh, at at The end Uh, However you know you go back He's one of those guys that for whatever reason It just seems like he is forgotten A lot As as far as his place in, In the history of pro wrestling And he's A very very Important name uh, and what he did Dropping that match At Wrestlemania 3 Was huge uh, you, you know, can't understate It It was just, can't overstate It was enormous What he did for the business What As big as Hogan was At the time and, and you know, yeah, Hogan was big And Hogan did not need Andre at the time Hogan was the man, you know But it just made him that much bigger. It, it made Hogan uh, borderline mythical. He was, he was a modern day folk hero. Uh, just, you know, Andre put, you know, most people including me, believe that that, that match really solidified WrestleMania being a, a staple. WrestleMania 3 and, and that iconic matchup. Uh, you know really kind of solidified the the year tradition of, of WrestleMania um i i just I, I honestly like sometimes i feel bad almost that that andre is just not revered a, a little bit more and this being the inaugural uh andre memorial 30 man battle royal you know it's it's the first one it should be something special you put Andre's name on it. Do not I, I, do not relegate that to the pre-show. Just don't. It, it just, it's not it's not right. To me as, as a fan, as a fan of the history, it's it's just not right. Uh, you know, maybe as it becomes a yearly tradition, maybe next year you, you can put it on the pre-show. Uh, but to me with, with Andre's name on it, I uh, just don't, and and the one thing that I and I hope it's not something that they 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 don't pay attention to because I, I Dave I, I agree like we need some bigger names maybe you bring back some legends that can that can still go or can do a little bit physically maybe you bring back uh, a few legends to be in this battle royal and and I just think it, it should not be on the pre-show it's got to be on the uh, the WrestleMania. Card. It's just it, it's Andre. It's the first one, and I. That, that's how I feel about it. Your thoughts?
2: I, I agree. I think what would make this battle royal more interesting and really beef up the importance is well, there's one name that's. that's it hasn't been announced for the battle royal. I don't know if he's going to be a part of it, but it would make sense for him just to be in it as the big show. I mean, they, they build him as a giant, the world's largest athlete. He's the modern-day, you know, version of Andre the Giant, so to speak, being the, the, the big guy that he is. Don't necessarily have him win it. I think this is more or less should be something to use to push, Talent, you know, and, and someone younger that's got a, a, a long, you know, longevity in the wrestling business, but maybe you have a storyline where Big Show enters his name in the Val Royal and you know wants to you know win and dedicate it to Andre and ta- and, and kind of I don't know. Parallel his career with Andre's career, feeling that it's fitting that he should win this Battle Royal, and then maybe he comes up short, and then they do something following WrestleMania. Maybe they turn Big Show heel, even though when that's been done. He's been back and forth being a heel and a babyface. But I think adding little storylines to this Battle Royal, and, you know, like you said, legends, names, I mean, who knows. There's been talk of Roddy Piper inducting Mr. T into the Hall of Fame. Maybe they throw Piper into in this battle royal. Jake the Snake lobbied to have a spot in the Royal Rumble and didn't get it. Maybe they'll throw Jake the Snake in there. Maybe we'll see the ultimate warrior make an appearance in this battle royal. Who knows? But I think adding some big names on the roster – Names from the past, and even some of the NXT guys that they want to they want to focus on too that are coming up to the main roster would make this battle royal the the inaugural one seem very important and really set the tone for future battle royals, for Andre battle royals at WrestleMania if that's what they want to go with.
0: I like that, Dave. I, 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 that's kudos for storyline. I, I really like the uh, the the Big Show story arc. I mean, where where you can go with that? You could you know set them up. You know the program. Going forward, whoever winds up tossing them over the rope. Um, but I, I like that whole dedicate it to Andre and and him losing and and you could you could use that. I, I like that a lot. I I think you can go you can go a lot of directions with this battle royal. I just hope they don't you know just kind of all right, it's a battle royal and just you know once you slapped Andre's name on it, to me it's got to be something special. And it being the first one, you know you could use it. I, I think down the road, obviously it's something that you can use. To push uh, a new star It being the first one I think you could go either way I think you'd use it to push a new star Or if, if uh, you're, you're able to bring back a legend Hell who knows how much he can, he can Do but if Stone Cold Can, can actually perform in, in a battle royal and, and can Hide himself and physically Be able to do it And, and Stone Cold wins the inaugural Andre Memorial Battle Royal I'm cool with that. If somehow The Rock came back and won it, I'm okay with that because it's the first one and it's special. Um, But at the the same token, if they wind up using it to push new talent, um, I'm cool with that as well. I I just think whatever they do, they need to do it right. They can't just look at this Battle Royal as something, it's just a Battle Royal and just write it off. It it has to be, uh, it being the first one, it being the Andre, you have to do something special with it. So, Remain to be seen. Obviously, I think tonight we'll probably see some more names added to the list. So, um, that should be interesting to see who else is gonna be part of this battle royal, who else is going to be getting a WrestleMania paycheck. But what's really interesting, as I'm sure the, the IWC is all aflutter and just downright giddy with what's going on. You know, we, we talk we do the show, we're talking WrestleMania season, we're talking WWE, and I'm looking I'm looking at the clock counting down. And in the midst of WrestleMania season, with barely three minutes left in the show, we have barely even remotely touched upon one John Cena, who definitely, uh, you know, is in the midst of a rivalry with the Wyatts, um, but it's definitely a a mid-card kind of vibe. It's a mid-card kind of storyline going on with John Cena, which is interesting. But, you know, with the way John Cena is and the way he's been as of late, and I know he's banged up, but knowing the way Bray Wyatt works and and the way John Cena is is a workaholic man you know it would be really interesting if in the mid card John Cena winds up stealing the show
3: it would be it would be
2: very interesting i think we're going to see I think this match at WrestleMania it's we're going to see a physical match. It's going to be so physical that you know it may border it may be borderline like a no disqualification kind of match to set them up for a, a, another match at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view the, you know, the the following month. I think we're going to see something I don't, I can't predict who's going to win because both guys could use the win. I guess you could say, well, I mean, Cena could Cena could use a loss, but I mean, why it's really in a position where he's groomed to, to really shine after WrestleMania, especially being in a top angle with John Cena. Um, But I think it's going to lead to the storyline furthering and really getting to the nuts and bolts of what it's all about between the two of them and with the entire Wyatt family itself heading into uh, the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. But it could could be possible. It could steal the show in some ways because both guys are very athletic and very physical. But I think the physicality is going to lead to something further in storylines and in match quality at the next pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, I'm curious like what we might see tonight as far as uh furthering the, this uh rivalry, furthering uh this uh you know, it it's really interesting seeing kind of John Cena taking uh a, a back seat uh, to, to Daniel Bryan and, and this uh major major storyline with, with the authority. So guys, thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. Uh it's been great you guys sharing the the ride. On the road to Wrestlemania with us Head on over to Facebook Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show Because right at 8 o'clock We will start our Raw talk Over there You got opinions on Raw Get on the Facebook And, and let us know what you're thinking um, Lots of stuff Swirling around on on Raw tonight And we, we touched upon most of them We're going to see further developments From John Cena and the Wyatts What is the authorities answer for, for uh, Daniel Bryan Is Occupy Raw Do we see another Occupying of Raw this evening Who knows It remains to be We will be back Next Monday at 630 To bring you right into Monday Night Raw For Dave, I am Ken Take care everybody, see you next week